let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. This is a Hawk's Head Cigar City Tiramisu Imperial Stout, which has uh, just been chosen for us by the folks on Twitter, because we were unable to decide the first beer for this week. Yeah, so. well, yeah it was too indecisive on a Monday. <laughs> yeah, so um, we, we're, 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 we're undecided between this and the, the barrel-aged version of the Caribbean chocolate cake from Siren. Um because I didn't think the coffee would work first, but you suggested that the barrel-aged beer would work second. I did. So, and it but, seems though the folk on Twitter have gone with you. Yeah, this has got a hell of a lot of coffee. <laughs> it does have to be said. <laughs> it's the non-coffee drinker. Oh, it has, but it's it's really smooth. Tell you what, though, the mouthfeel of the body carries it really well. It's it's really thick. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's not a thin beer. Yeah, see, I, I think that when you have this kind of uh, flavour mashup, when you're adding, like, especially like something as powerful as coffee, yeah, I do think you need the body. Absolutely, and the mouthfeel. Yeah, I mean, this is ten percent imperial stout, um, collab between Hawkshead and Cigar City. Um, That's two very good brewers. Two very good brewers. Up there. Um, made with coffee beans and eight varieties of malt. Uh, exhibits rich, luscious, lay- luscious layers of coffee, mocha, and cream flavours. Well, I can't disagree with any of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not uh, sophisticated enough on coffee to distinguish between the coffee and the mocha, but the uh, the rest of it, yeah, I mean, it's fabulous. Yeah, it's just an incredible note. Yeah. I could just sit and sit and sniff that all night long, but we do have a podcast. Oh, yeah, so yes, um, of course. Evening, <laughs> evening. <laughs> yes. So, uh, what have you been up to in, in the last week, mate? Have you, uh, you been doing much? No, not too much. I had a few beers at home. Um, paid a visit to one of our local uh, brewery taps, the Billericay Microbrewery, um, on Saturday evening, just for a couple of beers before we went for a bite to eat with uh, Michelle and her parents. Had a couple of pints of um, beer from Elgood's, the North Brink Porter. Okay. And if you remember, Wednesday was a pretty cold day. Yes. The North Brink Porter was absolutely delicious. And uh, tapped it in and saw, oh, I've had it before, you know, the little blue star comes hmm. up in the corner. Thought, well, you shit. get that moment of devastation, Damn. don't you? Yeah. Before. So uh, I went, it was at the Rocksford Beer Festival about a year and a half ago. Yeah. And um, I looked at it, looked at the comments I'd written down, and thought, oh, oh, I'm not bad at this after all. <laughs> it was exactly what I thought at the time. So no, they, they were really nice and. Uh, what was really pleasing is that the Billericay Brewery Tap had ages from about 10 to 60 in there on a, on a Saturday evening, all mingling, all, you know, cohabitating in one place, mixture of drinking stuff from the fridges and stuff from, straight from the castle yeah. gravity. So it's a really nice feel about it as well. But the two beers were, were top notch. At home, shared a, shared a few beers recently. Um, I spent the weekend over shelves. We had a, it was a bit of a dark weekend actually. Uh, Two Roads Expressway, so again, another coffee-inspired stout, uh, porter, and that was, again, that was really nice. I think that was actually given to Michelle by uh, a friend of hers who said, don't like coffee beers. No. And we said, okay, we'll yeah. have it. No <laughs> Thank you very much. No, that, was, that, that was a four out of five, so I was quite happy with that. Uh, tried the Stone Americano stout. Don't know if you've tried that one. Oh, yeah. Sure yeah, you have. yeah. That was really nice. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm not sure I have tried it actually, yeah. but a couple of times I've meant to try it, but I've just never got round no, to it. No, it was really nice. And again, it had all those 
had loads of those dark roasty flavours as well as having the coffee and a lovely balance and it was cold outside. I, I, it must be gravitating towards the colours at the moment because the dark beers are definitely working for me better. Mm. And I'm it, with you on that, absolutely, yeah. Uh, a couple of bits that left me wanting, surprisingly, and I was a bit surprised about this. Okay. Uh, the ice cream pale ale, the uh, Omnipolo Buxton. Ooh, yeah. Didn't quite work for me. Uh, I, I didn't feel that the... The, again, this is all, all from the bottle, so I haven't tried it in any other format, but the uh, didn't feel like the, the, the 5.6 Pale Ale had enough to hold what I thought was quite a strong vanilla ice cream flavour for me. It's it's interesting you say that, because I, I don't think the bottle was anywhere near as good as the keg of it, because I've had it from keg a few times now, and it's been incredible every time I've had it, and you do get that real vanilla hit and, and a real thick mouth feel to it but you just didn't get that in the bottle I, no. I just don't think it transferred to bottle as well as when you see it on cake okay so i mean again like i said i mean it's a three out of five by my untapped so it wasn't it's not like a disastrous fear it just didn't feel as good as it could it's have done. five for me <laughs> but that's that's where i've had the you've had the cake i've, I've had the, the the yeah the advantage of having it on cake a yeah. few times uh, and another one, and this is one which I think you mentioned last week that you really enjoyed. Now, I really enjoyed it, but it left me wanting it to be something more. And that was the subluminal um, black imperial stout that Buxton did with Clearwater Artisan. I Artisan did, Clearwater. yeah, I really you enjoyed You really that. enjoyed that. Yeah. Now, I found it a really easy drink, gave a really good score. I just felt like there was more to come. And never quite arrived. I didn't feel like it had the same body as some of the yeah. other ten. Not like we've got now. This ten percent impy. Didn't feel like it had the same thickness and mouthfeel for me. Very clean. Had those flavours. Just I felt like there was something missing from a very good beer to turn it into a great beer. I think I probably agree with you to to a certain extent um, because I. Um, I had it over Christmas and I I kind of battled with myself to drink it now because I did wonder if, if at the ABV it would have been better off just being given a few more months. Um, but in, in the end I did, ended up getting stuck into it and, um, you, you know, seeing where it went and I, I did quite enjoy it but I, I didn't, I certainly didn't find it left me wanting uh, at all. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, no. but um, definitely the dark beers have been coming to the yeah. fore for me over the last. Did you try the the sour. the sour IPA? Yes, as, as well. And what did you think of that? I thought that was excellent. I, I really it was amazing, um, amazing mix of flavors and styles, and the way that I think it was seven percent. It was something like that. Yeah. yeah, so you know, it wasn't as big a body as some of the other ones, but I thought. It was had some really interesting stuff going on, um, so yeah, I tried tried another, actually I tried another sour, the um, Two All Sour Galaxy. Oh yeah, and again that had a similar sort of feel to it, a real mashup of flavours and the whole IPA style going through it, but still with the the sharpness of a sour. Yeah, um, I mean when they sort when they mix up those styles and get them right. They are very interesting and good beers. Mm. Definitely. You, you have had a very dark week, though, haven't you? It has been a dark yeah. week. It's all, yeah. I think it sort of just feels with the weather. Yeah. And, and kind got, of start, find yourself starting to crave it a little bit. I know yeah. I do. I probably I probably also had a few extra stockpiled 
which I had stockpiled over Christmas but didn't get around to doing before, yeah. because of not feeling great. And I decided, right, I need to get, need to get into some of these. A few of them can stay. You know, I've got a couple of rain shadows at home, some yellow bellies. If I don't get into them, that's fine. Doesn't matter, does it? That's they're, not going to be. They're not problem. going anywhere, are no, they? No, yeah. no, they're definitely not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about yourself? Not too much? Uh, not really. Uh, ironically, my, my entire week, uh, the highlight of my drinking week was uh, Cloudwater Cask Beer, um, which I was in the. the, the draft house in in old street and they had the uh the cloud water autumn winter pale ale on it was 3.9 percent and i couldn't resist ordering a pint of it as, as my first beer um it was so good i then proceeded to i think i was on a one-man mission to try to empty the cask um because i ended up having about six or seven pints of it it was it was so damn good what is it with the Cloud Water Cask? Ever since they did their announcement on the 1st of January, it's appearing it's everywhere. It's everywhere, yeah. Is it like the goodbye tour? I, I think it must be. I think they've, they've got all these casks that they need to get rid of now. It's like, well, we're not, we're not doing that anymore, so let's just get them out there. I reckon they're planning the comeback tour as well. Maybe, may, maybe. But no, it was, and, and that literally, uh, other than having the odd beer at home, nothing of which was particularly standout. For, for me, it was all about that one session that, that I had in... In, in the draft. So the highlight for you was all about cask. It was all about cask, yeah. Well, there you go. I, I know. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Almost a, a news story of its own <laughs> there. Um, which does bring us nicely into this week's news. Um, so first up uh, on the news. Uh, couldn't have missed this really. Uh, yes, Caskgate has still been rumbling on um, over the last week. Um but what we've now had is um, Brewdog uh, put out one of their normal um, belts and braces blogs um, that was basically having a go at Aberdeenshire Council for, for not letting them buy some land. Um, went on to explain that they had had the land valued at a certain price and that the council were trying to screw them over by asking them for, for more. Um, they wanted to use the land to build a hotel and a distillery, promising to bring hundreds of jobs into into the area. Um, and, and basically in you know normal brash brew dog manner, maybe just taking the whole thing a little bit too far and suggesting that they were going to look elsewhere to, to, to build their uh, new empire. Uh, and Aberdeenshire Council actually responded. Yes, to, yeah, to I saw that. Um, and made the point that the land had already been earmarked and that the uh, way that Brewdog had had it valued was representative of an agricultural value more than as uh, a developmental area. Yeah. So the council suggesting that um, their cost was right. Um, so Aberdeen, if I read it rightly, Aberdeenshire weren't saying no. They weren't saying no. They were just saying basically, uh, Brewdog had it valued at uh, had it valued at five thousand pound per acre, and the council have tried to charge them three hundred thousand pound per acre. Um, and Brewdog were basically saying that you're you're essentially just trying to take us for our money. I mean, it seems to be quite a big it does difference seem to be between both parties. Yeah. yeah. Um, James Watt then went on to Twitter and said he's willing to pay double what what the land had been valued at, um, which I'm guessing is. £10,000 per acre yeah. to, to that. Now, um, a new story in itself, but I, I suppose the question that I wanted to explore of this was Brewdog's approach to it, as in we're going to take to social media to 
basically moan that we haven't got what we wanted. Do you think it was the right uh, approach? Do you think it's going to have got them anywhere? I would, I would, I would think not. And there's a strange part of me that hopes not as well. So I'm fairly certain if I was applying for planning commission, for example, with the council, and they weren't happy with the plans, and I just suddenly took to social media, despite everything else, I think I'd make my life harder. And I don't think I'd get my sympathy from anyone, if I'm being honest. I mean, maybe Brewdog uh, have got to the point where they feel they've explored every other option and Aberdeenshire Council just weren't talking back to them at all. Yeah. I mean, there is, like I said, there is a big difference between those two valuations. There, there is. And surely there's a middle ground that can be reached that, that's yeah. best for all parties on that. Because, you know, whatever your viewpoint of Brewdog is, you can't deny that they probably will bring jobs and money and people by expanding. Absolutely. If, you, if you're going to build a hotel, yeah. that's going to employ hundreds of people on its own. Yeah. If and then you, you know, go right in. through from cleaning staff to your, you know, your receptionists, everybody that makes that hotel run. Yeah. And and it would be great if they came from the local area. But also, what a facility to have on your doorstep because that's also going to increase. That, that's going to increase the number of people going to visit Brewdog itself as oh, yeah. well, isn't it? It, become, it, become, it becomes a, although it probably is already a destination place. It comes a place where people stay and they think, well, we can actually do this for a couple of days now. Yeah, yeah. This is our base. We, and we may well then travel to see other parts, but that's our base. Our yeah. base is where we know that presumably the hotel will have a, a decent stocked Brewdog bar. Well, Which there, actually wouldn't be a bad thing because most hotel bars are crap. Wasn't there talk of when they f- first had this idea of having the Brewdog Hotel, they were going to have taps in each of the room that poured punk idea <laughs> I, I think I think that was the suggestion. Um, anyway, dangerous. Let's let's watch this space on that one because I think I don't think that one's finished yet, and I do think we'll hear more from, from that in coming. Yeah, hopefully they get to an agreement. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the but maybe the keep sensible maybe keep a bit of it off. I don't think it needs to happen on social no. media. I think they, their, their lawyers can maybe talk behind closed doors now, doors now and sort something yeah. out. Anyway, yeah. they're paying their lawyers enough money. Exactly. Let them earn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up, as seems to be the, uh, the, the thing to do at the start of 2017, uh, Siren have laid out in quite a detailed blog what their plans are for the coming year. Um, a few things I wanted to pull out of this was they're expanding. So they're getting a new brew house in February. Uh, they're going to upgrade their kit. Um, it's going to allow them to produce more beer and help to produce clearer wort and therefore a better end product which I thought was a, quite an interesting statement in the middle of all of these words you're, you're just uh, thinking no hazel bits there aren't you no, not at all um, they're also expanding uh, the, the brewery so they're taking over another unit which is apparently uh quite close to elusive brew as well so that's going to hopefully enable some more um cross working between those two uh and then half of the blog uh was dedicated to their commitment to continue producing cask beer uh unsurprisingly and how much they value cask beer um and all the rest of it um there was also some comments in there in terms of some beers that they're releasing, so some specials. They've got a beer called, ironically, they've got a beer called Moment of Clarity coming <laughs> coming out uh, in the next few weeks. Um, plus, they're doing some some collabs and the, the normal sorts of things you expect from Siren. Uh, but you can check that that out on their website, sirencraftbrew.com uh, backslash the hyphen year hyphen beer hyphen ahead. Well, hopefully, um, they can get some of their craft, their cask out of the, their their homeland. 
Well, it so would be nice see, to see, see it a bit further up it in East Anglia or, or London. We see Craft Beer Co. You can normally guarantee will have a siren cask on. Okay, in most of their bars. Oh, okay. Normally, it's normally Undercurrent or, yeah. or, or Liquid Mistress is, is the one that you'll find on in, in their bars. But, you know, great that they've come out and said, we're, we're, we're still going to do yeah. what we do. We're expanding. We're just going to do a bit more of it. So, um, This week, we're hearing uh, all of the events are now being announced for what is, I think, the first beer week of the year. So Sheffield Beer Week uh, be running from the 13th to the 19th of March. Um, loads of events uh, announced as we've recorded today. Um, events from Magic Rock. Uh, there's one where Siren and Elusive Brew are doing an event together. So maybe that's some indication that they're going to be doing a lot more this year uh, as well. But just loads of stuff. Uh, I think there's a Beavertown one as well in there. Loads of stuff going on Sheffield Beer Week. Check out the website sheffieldbeerweek.co.uk for all of the events and how to book. Um, and then just finally, a uh, festival announcement ahead of tonight's uh, discussion. Uh, Leeds Beer Festival announced that tickets are now on sale um, for this year's Leeds Beer Festival. Um, they can be picked up at leedsbeer.com backslash ticket hyphen info. Um, so I would certainly recommend, I know it's one that we're looking at yep. doing this year. Yeah, definitely um, looking at that one. Getting up to Leeds because it is a great event in a fantastic venue, uh, the sort of venue that money simply can't buy. Yeah, now what are the ticket prices anyway? Do you remember? Uh, you it depends look? on uh, which session you want to go to, but I think daytime ones are about £7. Something and evening ones are about eight pounds something, so they're not they're not expensive. Okay, tickets. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be definitely looking into that shortly. Yes, yes, me too. And it's it's certainly an event I'm looking forward to to going back to this week, which does actually bring us on quite nicely. We've um, done two links there in one show so far. We we have Ooh. yeah two seamless links. No which, one knows. Which if you hadn't mentioned, if I hadn't mentioned. Just would have sounded amazing. <laughs> I mean, that this would have been almost award-winning stuff right now um, had we been able to have just done it seamlessly. Um, but that does bring us on um, to this week's opinions. Opinions, 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 opinions. Uh, where we asked the question this week, uh, is the UK reaching craft beer festival saturation point? Now, uh, I asked this question specifically on the back of uh, an announcement that we didn't cover last week, which was the Beavertown extravaganza, mm-hmm. which will be taking place in London on the same weekend as the Leeds International Beer Festival. Um, a couple of days later, Indie Man announced that they were moving into September as well. And all of a sudden, September just began to feel a little bit crowded. For, for me. Um, so I wanted to put this one out there to see if, if other people had the same thoughts. So uh, the options we gave people are absolutely not nearly or what. Uh, and overwhelmingly, 60% of people, 258 votes, 60% of those people went for not nearly um, reaching saturation point. 22% on absolutely and 18% on what. So as always, we've got comments from our listeners and those folk on Twitter. Um, but I'm going to come to those a bit later because I want to get into our thoughts first of all on, on this one for a change. So um, lots of beer festivals now, camera beer festivals, local beer festivals, craft beer festivals, 
Um, lots of new ones already been announced this year, so we've already had Hop City announced for Leeds over the Easter weekend. We've had the Beaver Town extravaganza uh, announced as well. Um, but what do you think in terms of beer festivals in the UK right now? Well, I guess, uh, I mean, there's always been plenty of camera beer festivals. I know this doesn't strictly come under the criteria of the question you asked, Steve, but camera, there's easily more than probably one camera-related beer festival per week, if you looked at the UK beer festival calendar for camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always been a lot of those, but I guess apart for a lot of them, they're very much for their local area. Some of the big ones, like the National Winter Ale Festival, Great British Beer Festival... And some of the larger regional ones, which attract a very big crowd regardless, maybe they have a wider audience, but they, they, they tend to be local, localised. I think what we're seeing now is the, almost the, and I'll put this in inverted commas, the must-go to beer festivals, the craft beer festivals, the Beaver Town Extravaganza, um, London Craft Beer Festival, Indie Man obviously has, has definitely gone into that, yeah. that category. I mean, you could almost argue that you know, with, with your various beer weeks as well, which are almost a festival and a celebration of sorts, they just happen to take place in different places across one city, you are starting to get a crowded calendar. But every one of those weeks also has a festival either end of yeah, it. Yeah, they do do, they either do a bookend yeah, or yeah. culminate, don't they, in yeah. the festival. Um, I don't think you've reached saturation. I do feel that, was, it feels like we're back-ending a lot of it to the, back end, the, to the second half of the year. And it's while it probably doesn't affect maybe everyone as consumers, it is a little bit grating to find them clashing. For me, and, I, and I don't understand me. the clashing. Yeah. And on a slightly separate note, for me, I'm finding the the increase in the all-in ticket price a bugbear. Okay, well let's let, let's take both of those as as two separate ish, yeah. issues then, um, because I, I think it's probably fair to say that the the, the question was um, a purposely prickly one, that the way I worded it, because yes. I wanted to elicit certain responses. Um, but but let's take the, um, the the first point that that you made. Um, which which I can't remember now. Which, which <laughs> lots so, of beer festivals. Lots of beer festivals. Beer festivals. The, the tiramisu is is going to, <laughs> to my head. The, it was never a good idea to start with ten percent beer. So there's lots there's lots of beer festivals. There, yes. there, there are lots of beer festivals, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull on one of the comments that that, that somebody put forward. So Miles Lambert. Um, at the end of the day, beer beer lovers can't afford to go to every beer festival. Um, but are there more beer lovers now? Um, and is that what festivals are hoping? Um, yeah, there's a hell of, hell of a lot of beer festivals now, and if you want to, if you want to do a good spread of them and and experience what I'm, I'm guessing is probably going to be some of the best beer that you're going to find in the UK mm-hmm. this year, because a lot of breweries will make beers specifically for some of these top notch festivals. I'm guessing so, and they have done in the past. Yeah, um, trying to get to them all is. You, you just can't do it, can you? I well, I don't think that. Well, when they clash, you definitely can't. Um, if you've got either travel costs or all-in ticket prices, then you're probably your well, your your wallet is probably saying no as well. In all yeah, honesty, absolutely. And it, I think then just becomes down to making choices. But I guess the flip side of that is when you get clashes, 
uh, and I guess the obvious one is the one you opened with, Lee's versus the Bevertown extravaganza, are one or the other going to suffer because not all of the breweries who both wanted can attend? Okay, yeah, let's well let's get into that then, because that that that's one of the things that's been annoying me, and 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 people might have picked up on on the odd comment that I've made on Twitter. I I don't understand. I really don't understand why Beavertown chose that weekend to, to put on this massive extravaganza of a beer festival in, in London. Um, the dates for the Leeds Festival were announced last year, straight after last year's festival. So the dates were out there, they were known, and I, I can't help but think that Leeds will suffer as, as a result because most of the... Most of the craft elite shall we say are going to be at the the, the beaver town festival they've already been announced at being in beaver at the beaver town festival so when i was at leeds last year there were bars there magic rock had their bar buxton had their bar Cloudwater, you know all these big breweries had their bars i don't see that being the case this year that there might be two magic rock taps on a generic bar and i i think as a result of that, I think the punters will suffer because not everybody's going to go going to be able to afford to go to the Beavertown Festival. Not everybody's necess- not and everybody maybe from Leeds or from the north that would have chosen the Leeds Festival is going to want that all inclusive ticket price of fifty five quid plus probably the same again on travel plus probably the same again on accommodation. Yeah. So I'm I just don't. I don't get it. I don't get why they chose that weekend and unless they purposely set out going into competition against Leeds. I'd hope it's not the latter. It could be a simple case of not of being of not looking. I, I'm not saying they did or didn't and I'm not saying they should or shouldn't, but they just may not have even considered it. They may have just looked at their own scheduling for the year and said, Right, well, we're doing these events and we've already said yes, yes and yes to going to these other events this weekend works best for us. I mean, I guess like sometime around then there's also the Rainbow Project release as well. So I think they're I'm doing guessing, that at the Beaver Town. So I'm guessing they that weekend. Yeah. Are they doing it the same weekend? It is, it is so going to be at the extravaganza, the extravaganza yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but again, even that that was later in the year before, wasn't it? It was two weeks later. But but even that does that mean that we're that's the only Rainbow launch that there will be this year will be at that event, or will we still see? The Magic Rock Taproom do one, the Siren Taproom do one, because both of those breweries are committed to the Beaver Town event now. So do, does that mean again that people's choice is being taken away from them unless they're prepared to pay a fifty-five pound all-in ticket? Yeah, well, I'm not. No, I'm not. So uh, that was no. easy. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm yet to be convinced that I get my value for money on an all-in ticket. Well, I think I demonstrated with my experience in Copenhagen last year that I clearly didn't. <laughs> um, I mean, War Peaks has a little bit to play but, in there. But but that, that, you know, everything in moderation, as, yeah. as they say, yeah. Uh, I think I've made my views clear. I'm not a massive fan of the small paws. Yeah. And I don't know if that would be applicable to to the Beavertown extravaganza, but definitely for the couple of the other ones I've been to, that you get the small paws, and I'm thinking, well, I've had the small paw, now I've got to go and queue up again. Yeah. So I'm forever queuing. It's like going bloody greyhound racing. Every 15 minutes, you're up. Because you make it a bit, because the races come so thick and fast. Mm-hmm. So, for goodness' sake, I just want to sit down, and enjoy my beer, and have a chat. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I, I would say ultimately, we're not at saturation point, but I'm not really understanding the calendar. I, I'm not, and let's. I, I think on that note, let's let, let's let's pick up with a few uh, comments that, that that people made because they are that they do fit fit into that kind of calendar thing. So um, Ian Sutton at Ian Sutton Twelve said, uh, "Yes, uh, they're becoming as predictable with choice of beers as the Cameron ones are," which I thought was a, was an interesting statement because despite what I may or may may not feel about camera festivals you do at least get a variety dependent on where you are in the country yeah. because it's all local stuff. Yes. So I, maybe not so sure. I, I get where he's coming from yeah. with that comment, but I think maybe you, at least you get the, the, the local choice. Um, Mark Johnson, uh, who, um, I, and I must admit, apologies, Mark, we, we forgot to say this last week. <laughs> um, thank you for now appearing on our intro um, with that wonderful quote uh, of yours. Um, really makes it for us. So thank you for, for putting that forward and wanting to be a part of what we do here. Um, Mark said that, yes, uh, you want the calendar to be filled with can't miss dates rather than, well, there'll be another one next week. Um, so that's again a, a, another good point that you know if you've got all of these festivals are they just going to be serving the same beer and you, you know if, if you've got a beer that's been produced for one specific festival maybe that's something hot forward that appears at a festival three weeks later it's going to be in very different condition in, in that period of time mm, true um, Justin Mason that uh-huh. 1970s boy who hasn't had a comment for ages it has to be said um, possibly uh, many offer the same beers and breweries uh, have an almost prohibitive price point or are just too far up their own asses. Um Justin being typically to the point with that comment there. Um, Dekos, uh, at Dekos, uh, nope, provided they each offer something different. Again, uh, that choice thing, uh, which, is, uh, which can be the problem with festivals in general, that they don't offer enough difference but between them. And I, I have to admit that doing both Leeds and Indie Man last year, there was a certain element of, I've already seen this beer, there's there's nothing new here, I, I want to try something new and different. Um, and then Clayfish, um, this was, uh, he's made a couple of comments. <laughs> um, this, was, well, this one was from a few weeks ago, this one. Uh, can't all these fucking festivals just sort their calendars out? Um, and then there was another one today, which I think you promised to, to quote. I can't remember the, what it was. <laughs> wasn't there? Um, let's see if we can find his comment from earlier on today, which I think was probably uh, along the same sort of lines as as that one. It was definitely along the same sort. There was a couple I picked up on as well while you're looking for that. Um, uh, Russell Brutique from Russ Brutique said there's plenty, there's room for plenty more but organisers need to respect standing dates and remember there are 52 weeks in a year yeah um, one from another uh, one of the guys we know who goes to this is Bottle Share um, Thomas Marshall not nearly enough but the timing and management needs to be improved additionally August to September is possibly the worst um, and someone agreed with that comment straight away. I agree with this completely with timings. Did, didn't he go on to say that that was something to do with with, with hops not being at their best? Yeah, then? yeah, um, yeah. He went on further to say we have a lot of, lot of time from now when the hop index is good and temperature is perfect for beer. So why not now? Um, and then someone said, yeah, March would be perfect, far enough away from Christmas, etc. Yeah. Um, so, so Clayton's other comment. Um, I don't think there's too many just that the dickheads organising them want to hold them all on the same day. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely along the same line. Yeah, he, he, I, he hasn't forgiven 
indie man for moving? No, I no um, I, from what I understand, that's down to the venue, not down to their choice. Yeah, no, I, I read September. that because part of the, they're starting the restoration of the Turkish yes, bath. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which has been part of the friends of uh, the, the Victorian baths anyway, hasn't it? Yeah. It's just unfortunate, I think, that it moved into a month this year that, you know, a few days before, there was already a lot of negativity about because of the clash with Beaver Town and Leeds. And I think it probably... That they probably knew that for a while, but they probably felt as though maybe they had to put that out yeah. there. Well, you can't leave it too long to make your announcements these days. Yeah. Um, not only that, you're, you're also coming off the back of what can be quite a busy August. At least for, uh, and uh, this isn't to alienate any of our good friends and listeners up north, but London Beer City in not, August. Not London just London Pro- Beer City, Leeds Beer Week as well. Is that the same? In, in August, at the end of August. So again... August and September are just ridiculously big months. Yeah, because we finish months. off with the London Craft Beer Festival and you've obviously got the great British Beer Festival as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think? What was your final thoughts on the tiramisu? I really enjoyed it. I mean, It was it, lovely for 10% impy, wasn't it? And as it warmed, yeah. the the flavours just started um, just started really coming together. It started to taste more like the cake, didn't it? And it was like liquid tiramisu yeah. at, at the end, which, you, you know, I always... When... when when a beer can do that, it does always put a smile on my face yeah. and I start thinking that's that's really good brewing there to, to come out with that. Oh, I think so. And again, I mean, I, I don't drink enough Hawkshead actually. No, I don't. I, I don't. And interestingly, you, you know, lending itself to the discussion that we're having, Hawkshead have been very vocal this week saying they're going to be at Leeds Beer Festival and that they're going to be serving all of their oh, beers and they can't wait. I'll have to correct it. Correct my Hawkshead uh, gaps. Yes, just, just sit yourself <laughs> at their bar and enjoy all of their beers. Um, so we've just poured the, the second beer uh, of the evening, which is the um, Siren and Cigar City collaboration. So a bit of a theme tonight, collabs with Cigar City. This is uh, the barrel-aged version of the Caribbean chocolate cake. So this is a tropical stout aged in bourbon barrels. You can get the bourbon. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, cheers. cheers. Straight away, that just comes flooding out of the glass. Bourbon with a little bit of fruit in the background, mm. actually. Cool, a bourbon straight away as well. Quite warming. That's all that, yeah. Whew. It's like a shot of Jack Daniels and Coke. Yeah, I think we may have got the, uh, the order the right way around. I think end. so. I think if we'd done that first, may well have killed us for the yeah. evening. Um... So, so just coming back to some some of the comments, um, obviously we had a lot of people, you, you know, what, what we just went through was people saying, you, you know, the clashes, the calendar, there's a lot going on. Um, there were a few people that kind of also commented on, on, on locational things as well in terms yeah. of the question um, about saturation point. So uh, a few people specifically said, uh, we've not reached saturation until it reaches the Isle of Man, <laughs> East Scotland, or the Midlands, and and that final point's interesting because on the back of what you said last week, yeah, with the Birmingham beer bash sadly no longer being being happening. Yeah, there, there's now this. There's the actually a gap in there's Midlands. a void in the Midlands. Yeah, I mean the Birmingham beer bash was you know quite a relatively small one, but you felt like if if they could get it together, and uh, and like I said, I'm sure there's lots of factors, and it wasn't an easy decision. Then that definitely had potential to grow because you know. There's plenty of interest up in the Midlands and stuff, and it's so many people. Yeah, it's not like it's you know, so it's quite a dense part of the world. Um, yeah, so yeah, so I, I would agree. I, I, I think whoever's out there, if they're living on the Isle of Man, there may be an ambition. 
Yeah, I think we so, need some yeah. optimism on that one. You can maybe <laughs> if you can do it do it around the time of maybe the TT race. Yeah, you, you know you, you you guaranteed a crowd exactly at, at least then. But I, I'd say if there's if there's anybody that I, I suppose my one hope is if there's someone from the Midlands thinking there's a gap in the market, let's run a festival. Please don't do it in September. <laughs> but because I, I don't think you would ever be forgiven for it. Um, just on the flip side of, of the locational stuff as well, and, and, and somebody showing the positive side of their location, um, so, so James at Gammon Barron um, is, is basically as happy as a pig in shit because he's in Leeds. So not think, only does he, he listed about six events, he, he did. He's got uh, a number of events, uh, a couple of which are obviously the Leeds International Beer Festival and the Hop City event as well, which sounds like it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it does sound good. Um, just unfortunately for me, just falls over the Easter weekend. So no trying to just yeah, just really impractical. But I'm sure that's going to be a fantastic event. Yeah, um, and I'm going to sit back. Oh, there's some good people involved in it. Yeah, and I'm just going to mute Twitter. For, Fair for, enough for that weekend um, because I'm just the jealousy is going to get too much too much for uh, you I think for me yeah the beer envy the FOMO that I said I wasn't going to have uh, about beer this year um, is going to be there um, is there a solution about the craft beer festivals that's the bit I mean that's the thing so we've we put the question out there the majority of people think there aren't enough but there's a few comments have come through about, about the clashes and things like that I mean do the how much do the clashes matter? I mean, you've given some good examples where potentially Leeds International Beer Festival might suffer. I mean, I guess until it's all actually announced, you don't know. It may yeah. also give opportunity. You know, if you take away some of those taps or bars from some of the craft brewing glitterati, you may get some of those ones you may have struggled to get some taps or a bar. So there may be opportunity where suddenly Leeds is presented with a whole new a new wave of people who would not have had so much exposure so, so I mean is it a problem I mean I don't I don't know I don't know that it is a problem um, <clears throat> because I thought that specifically about Leeds that actually this presents a great opportunity for them to go to some of that next level breweries yeah. breweries that are just up and coming so the likes of Vedant Odyssey Elusive and, and approach these people and say we've got a showcase We've got yeah. a showcase for your beers. What can you do? Yeah. And, and I would love to see those breweries step up to that. I think, I think that would be quite an amazing opportunity yeah. for some people. When, if Leeds are feeling maybe a little bit hard done by, maybe there's a chance of them sort of turn it on its head. I, I think they've got to look on the positive side of it. There's nothing they can do about it now. It's it, it's done. I think I think interesting. I suppose in, in answer to your question, yeah, the festival organisers could just be a bit more diligent. They, they could check the calendar, make sure there's not already something going on and talk to one another, I think. I mean, I was massively sceptical um, a few years ago when they announced the London Craft Beer Festival was going to be, the first one was going to be at the same time as the Great British Beer Festival. I was like, I can't ever see that working. Um, but I think they've proved it does work mm -hmm. because actually you've got a lot of people in town for the Great British Beer Festival so why not showcase the best of craft at the same time yeah well I as, did both as, in one day as, as well. a couple of years ago yeah um, however I would say that last year my favourite bit was the cast beer at London Craft Beer Festival which, yeah I remember you saying which was but that could just be because of the quite music strange, as well yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah just, just talk to one another and, and the other thing would be uh, I, I suppose a, a decent directory of, of beer festivals I mean, we've we've tried to look a couple up. Yeah, we found uh, we found a few, and the, you know there are some good efforts being made. Yeah, but which are not... combining the camera, 
some local ones and some of the craft ones. Um, but then I still think that in this, we're always told how what uh, the community, the beer community. Um, so I'm sure it would have been easy enough to find out. I think it would have been. I think you know it was big because even my with my limited attendance and bringing it back to to the Leeds Beaver Town thing again, which I can't help but do. I've only been to the Leeds Beer Festival once, um, which was last year, but I always knew that it fell on that weekend yeah. in in September. Same as I always knew when Indie Man, yeah, until this year. Fell, even though I've only been twice before. So my first reaction when Beavertown announced the extravaganza wasn't even the amazing breweries that they were announcing. It was, that's the same date as Leeds. I see, I had a different reaction. I was, I was going £55. <laughs> you But, you know, fingers crossed. I, I think I, I think already the Beavertown Festival is going to be a massive, massive success oh, from God, yeah. the amount of people that, certainly oh. on my Facebook timeline, that, that are telling me they're going. To, to it um, and from those others that I've seen have said they've already bought their tickets um, and I hope that Le- uh, Leeds is a strong enough festival with a strong enough beer community around it to not be a failure this year I suspect that because of the community and what you know there'll be a lot of people who will I bet there'll be a lot of people who will actually deliberately go to it now I mean, it'd be a bit of a let's go to Leeds. Best get our tickets booked then before they sell out. Yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, <laughs> Michelle, um, shall we move on? Yes, yes. Uh, it's time. Oh, it's time for the uh, the prize this prize. Well, there was there was some good ones this week. Yeah, I've really enjoyed looking through it this week. Um, I will do a couple of postings with the runners and riders and the winner, and the winner was actually in a tie with himself. Okay. Um, Million Bevs uh, obviously went to Brighton the weekend just gone and took some uh, quite a few pictures. But my favourite one was um, a part of a pub that was empty with half a pint of cask under a sign that simply said ale. Brilliant. That's, that's all you need really, yeah. isn't it? So it didn't have to say anything else. That yeah. was it. Taken a little bit further back so you can see the pub, the couple of chairs as if someone was going to sit down. Like that one. So nice. I'll post that. So congratulations. Your big box of nothing will be on its way to you soon. Brilliant. And as always, if you want to have a go at winning uh, one of our infamous big boxes of nothing, put a picture on Instagram. Use the hashtag cheers, guys. And if it's the one that attracts uh, itself to Martin's eye next week, you might be in with a chance of getting yourself one of those boxes. Definitely. Um, Bringing back the blog roll, we've, we've yeah. not had this for a few weeks. Yeah, because we've got to say that carefully as well, haven't you? Yeah, we've, we've been too busy talking, <laughs> haven't we, over the last few episodes before Christmas and last week. Um, what what are the blogs that have, have jumped out at you this week? I'm, I'm imagining there's still a few aftershocks of yeah. Carsgate. Would you believe it if there was some after uh, Carsgate? Uh, <laughs> there, there, there was a welcome return to a friend of the show and friend of ours, Connor Murphy. Mm. Um, obviously, if Man Absolutely, United had yeah. beaten Liverpool at the weekend, this would not be getting a mention now. Um, but it was it was a one-all draw, just about right, I reckon. The um, he, he after a year's absence, which he, I think he probably blames on Manchester being a weak work and having a child. Pathetic reasons. No excuses. Um, he came back with a really good blog called Cask Beer at Crossroads. Uh, personally, for me, it was the most uh, well-balanced uh, viewpoint so far. Um, off the back of the. the uh, the cask beer announcement from 
from Cloudwater. Well worth a read. And as ever, these are you know the link will be in the show notes as well. Uh, but it didn't stop there, and I'm sure I missed some as well. So apologies to anyone else that I missed. About, um, about cask in particular. About cask. Ho- hopefully Pete's still picking them up on his roundup. <laughs> of, of, of oh, blogs. you mentioned him. Oh, yeah, oh, we well, wasn't going to talk damn. about him this yeah. week, was we? Damn. Um, there was another one from K.M. Flett, which was off the back of Pete Brown's blog today about Carscale. And again, there were some very interesting points in it. Quite short, quite snappy. Um, but there was one bit in here that caught my eye. It said that camera says it plans to investigate how much secondary fermentation in the cask actually takes place in some well-known cask brands. I think if camera follow through on it, that could be some really interesting results on that. Yeah. Some really interesting results. And that could be a real game changer, couldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'd love to see the results of that if they, made, if they made them public. What if the results weren't what they wanted? Do you think they'll ever see the light of day? No idea. I have to admit, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There's a scepticism in there, isn't there? There is from me. Yeah. But the fact that someone's actually mentioned it and actually camera said that they planned to do it, that probably wouldn't have been said five years ago. It just would have been taken as red anyway. Yeah, yeah. So that was good. And the link to that bit was Pete Brown's, uh, why it's time to say no to bad car scale. And effectively, uh, Pete explains his decision on turning back his back on cask unless he knows it's a good pint, served well from someone who cares. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the links will be in the show notes, and it's, a, again, another well-balanced piece about his own personal relationship with cast now. And I think this is where a few people are now starting to come from, is how do they feel about it? Not the overall view about cask, but what do I think about cask is where people seem to be coming from now. So I still think there's probably be a few more of these, but... These are the three which definitely caught my eye this week. So I, I think I don't I don't think Carscate is over. I, I think no. it's still rumbling on, is, isn't it? And yeah, I, oh, definitely. I, I think people will still continue to want to have their say. Yeah, and, about and, it. I think part of the reason for that is because cask is ingrained for a lot of us. From a certain, for there's probably there may well be a, a, an age differentiation between certain beer lovers, but cask is what a lot of us gained our entry into learning there was more than yellow fizzy beer. Mm. So I, I can understand why there's, there's more for it to run, to be honest. Um, there was one piece about, which touches upon the subject matter tonight, about um, uh, festivals. It's uh, from the Malting Floor, ramblings about beer in the brewing industry. Uh, again, a very good piece about um, events. And it's some quotes both from the Leeds International uh, beer festival organisers and also um, a couple of sentences from Logan uh, Beaver Towns that's uh, why you know he's the leader the leader of the pack so again that's well well worth a read um, we've got a few you know decent decent quotes in there and a bit of information as well so yeah. that that's worth a shout no, no. those are the ones which caught my eye if anyone sees anything else that um, Pete or us have missed <laughs> Then let Pete know, and then he can let us know. Absolutely, yeah. Or if anybody's just um, read a good blog that, that we've missed. Yeah, well, let uh, us know. Let, let, let us know. There's which, so many so many out there. Abs- absolutely. And we, we can only try and cover off so many of them, uh, of the, the ones that are out there and the ones that, you, you know, catch our eye. Um, and again, that lends itself very nicely to uh, a new section yeah. that, that we're going to introduce 
uh, on opinions, which is um, letters, uh, by which I mean... What's a letter? Um, tweets. <laughs> so, um, basically, uh, we're going to give you the opportunity to uh, tweet us every week, use the hashtag opinions, uh, and basically ask us any question that, that you might like to ask us about beer, the industry, uh, what we've been drinking, what we think of something, uh, and we'll be sure to, to give it a shout out on, on a show. Um, so, to start off our letters bag, tweets, um, I suppose. Um, we got three this week, uh, which were kind of all linking in to, to last week's show. So it's, it's, it's quite nice that listeners are getting involved now. So um, Craft Beer Geek UK, uh, at Craft Beer Geek UK, uh, enjoyed the show, uh, definitely with you relaxing on the fear of missing out and not trying to try everything. Yeah. Um, which was also echoed by Graham Salander, at Salander Graham. Uh, listening to this week's show and I agree that I need to stop searching for every newly released beer too. So it, it's not just me that, that, that feels that way. Yeah, I think I, I sort of touched on it before and a few other people have said it. It's not easy though. It, it's not. It, it's absolutely not. It's I'm not mean, easy, but I think that just, even if I take it down just notch, I just accept. I think, Level of yeah. acceptance. I can't get hold of all the beer all the time. Yeah. Although that's probably going to that FOMO will probably start prickling again in a few weeks' time when the first cloud water cans start, <laughs> start rolling off the line. That that didn't go unmissed on well, Twitter today. You mean we'll be rubbish again? Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> uh, and then finally, uh, in this week's letters, um, Katsil at, at Katrinas, uh, I picked up a bottle of Theakston's uh, a while back for 79p, so, so that's the beer that we drank last yep. week. Um, I use it in baking. Um, I found it more palatable than the Innocent Gun. So, well, yeah, I think you, you made the point. It's what Innocent Gun original used to be. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that's that's the new letters section. Yeah. As, as I say, if you want to get if you want to get involved, this is one that's just for the people that listen to the show. So we're not going to be shouting about this on Twitter at all. No. So this is for you, our listeners. If you want to tweet us something, use the hashtag opinions uh, and we'll uh, we'll read it out on the next show. Yeah, no, I like, I like that. That's, uh, I, I like the fact that you know, a few people have listened and, and given us a bit of feedback. Yeah, it's, it's always nice to, yeah. to know that we're not just talking to ourselves. Yeah, here definitely. And, and that people are actually listening to, to what we're doing. Um, so we've got quite a busy week ahead of us now, haven't we? Yeah. Um, well, we've got a few things. There's a couple of things I just want to make a shout out, which are coming up. Yeah, in in the next week or so. Uh, my local beer festival, the Colchester Camera Beer Festival, from the 25th to the 28th of Jan, uh, into its 10th year now. Uh, so I'll be I'll be making a visit to that. So if anything uh, really good is at that one on the night I go, I'll be sure to let everyone know that that I always look forward to that. It's, like anything, anything which is local is handy. Mm. You know, it's 20 minutes from the house, so that, that makes a difference as well. And um, a shout out to Mark Watson who of Watson Brewery, who's been a member of the Essex Bottle Share for around a year or so now, and uh, had a, a, a whole page article in the local Colchester paper uh, stating he was Essex's smallest brewery, and he's managed to get some of his beers out in bottles to some of the local bottle shops, and he's also managed to get um, some of his beer taken for the aforementioned Colchester Camera Beer Festival. Brilliant. Um, I'd like to think that this bottle share has played a large part in his success, of course, actually. Of course. Uh, without us, he probably wouldn't be where he is. <laughs> Absolutely. But, <laughs> again, what, what's that? That's Mark's been coming to bottle share for, what, about six months now? Six months to a year. Six, eight yeah. months now. So I think he started on and off and... 
then it picked up during the summer and it sort of turned off a little bit. He was back again in January with uh, some of his new offerings, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, and he's, he's always bought his own beers to the bottle share. So in all seriousness, I do wonder whether he was using us as a bit of a test bed to see oh, whether... God, yeah, we were used... We were like, we were like lab rats to <laughs> That's all we were, lab rats. But, but we well, never had a bad beer from him. We didn't have bad beer yeah, from him either. Absolutely. So good luck to him. <laughs> yeah, no, really no, good luck. Really, good luck really, really pleased to see that. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, we've got loads coming up, Steve. We're busy I, this week. I we, see you all the time, don't I? I, I, I this, this week, yeah, I think you're seeing me more than, than Michelle, <laughs> actually, aren't you? Um, yeah, we're heading up to, to Manchester for the Beer and Cider Festival, which yeah. is, looks like it's quite a big festival. Yeah, so yeah I'm ex- really excited about that. The 17-page PDF programme <laughs> that I've downloaded certainly suggests there's quite a few beers on offer. Um, but while we're up there, we're going to be uh, recording a few podcasts as, yeah. as well. So we're going to record next week's show, which is uh, what we're billing as a two-part crossover event with uh, the the fantastic guys from Beer Nomicon. Yeah. Um, we are going to be preaching the Ten Commandments of Untapped and things that you should and shouldn't do. There's in- one particular section I'm really looking forward to. I think we all know what that is and yeah I'm maybe not so much looking forward (laughs) to that bit but that's going to be we're going to split that podcast because uh, we like to talk they like to talk yeah Uh, it could be quite a long recording so we'll be putting the first part of that out um, in our normal Friday night slot we'll give you a couple of days to listen to that and then they're going to put the second part out on on the Monday so so you'll have the two parts to listen to keep your ears open for that one Uh, we're also going to be recording uh, on the way back from Manchester we're going to stop off at Stoke and we're going to record with uh, Roland from Stephen Roland's Beer Podcast fame where we're going to be doing a special about beer and coffee Yeah, um, which I'm very excited about because Roland is bringing along three beers that their coffee so Roland works for Has Been Roasters um, Has Been Coffee has been used in a number of beers but he's bringing along three beers that their coffee's been used in um, and he's also bringing along the coffee that went into the beers as well. So I believe we're going to be doing some beer and coffee matching to, to see if we can... Well, that'd be good for me because I'm not You're actually not a coffee drinker. You're not a fan of coffee, are I'm you? I'm not a fan so... of coffee, but I'm a fan of coffee and beers. So it'll be interesting yeah. to, to, to see, yeah. see how that goes for you. So quite an exciting week for us. Yes, yeah, definitely. Lots, lots of recording. Um, so, and that pretty much covers off the next couple of weeks for us. Uh, as well in terms yeah. of, of some content um, but as always the, the, the polls will always be up in a Sunday night for you to get involved in um, you can still get involved in tonight's discussion just make sure to use the hashtag opinions on everything and we will pick it up I think we're pretty much the only people that use that hashtag out there yeah. so it's it's not going to be picked up by someone randomly talking about something and, and just get involved in what we're doing and, and like I say to you guys our listeners um, get involved in the new letters by which we mean tweets section um, that that might become its official name actually tweets no letters letters, letters by which we mean tweets <laughs> doesn't exactly roll off at the top I'm, I'm going to work on if that if anyone wants to tweet us a better suggestion feel free if, if anybody wants to record <laughs> us a little jingle to, to, to introduce that section I would love that uh, as well so there's there, there's a there's a opportunity for somebody there um, let's get some final thoughts on this, this beer then before we finish um, the bourbon's Starting to ease off as it warms up and you start getting used to it. Yeah. It's still there. It it's um You get a bit of chocolate behind it, but it, the bourbon's still leading. It's maybe a little bit too boozy for me uh, at the moment. I can see what you're saying in terms of it softening, 
um, as it's warming. Yeah, but um, it's still it's still the first thing I taste. It's the first, first thing you taste and it lasts a while as yeah. well. That You're right, there's a little bit of chocolate. There's a little bit of fruit in there as yeah. well for me. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think we'll be finishing this one uh, before the end of the show. Definitely not. So tonight, this one we'll be sipping into the evening. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're just about covered off and everything this week, aren't we? I think we have. I think we have. It's, uh, it's been a good one. Okay, brilliant. Well, until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.